Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me as we dive into episode 20, and we pray our way through four different subjects. We'll be doing some worship, Psalm 18, 1 through 6, a personal prayer, and a prayer for our culture. So let's start by opening up with an opening prayer and This week, we are worshiping God for His holiness. We are focusing on His holiness all week. And you will see posts on my Facebook page in the evenings about His holiness. And we will be praying through some verses on holiness this week in this time, prayer time as well. So let's get started. We'll be in 1 Samuel 2.2 and Isaiah 6.3. And here's how those read. This 1 Samuel verse says, There is none holy like the Lord. There is none beside you. There is no rock like our God. And Isaiah 6, 3 says, And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Let's pray. Lord, you are holy. And me as a mere human, I can't even really imagine what that means. There is none like you. There is none beside you. There is no rock like our God. There is none holy like you. One called to another and said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, and the whole earth is full of his glory. Lord, we also say, holy, holy, holy are you. There is none like you. Help us to sit in that this week. Help us to understand. Obviously, we won't be able to understand fully, but Spirit, you can open our understanding in new ways to your holiness. And let us then respond. Let us respond in repentance, in honoring you and praising you. As we go through this prayer time this morning, I pray that you would guide my heart, guide my mouth, guide my words. Let everything that we say and do be honoring to you in this time and do with these prayers what you will. Let them be an offering to you. I ask that you would fulfill them, that you would honor them, that they would make your heart happy. In Jesus name. Amen. Y'all, we are in Psalm 18 today, and we'll actually be here all week long. This is one of the longest songs in the book of Psalms. I've split it into five days. So today we have probably shorter than normal number of verses. We have uh, one through six. This is written by David, and it's Thanksgiving song for a royal victory. So the king has won a victory, and this is David's response to that victory. It very closely parallels 2 Samuel chapter 22. So you can kind of go there if you want some extra context. Today's portion, you'll hear David start by expressing his love to God. And then we'll hear some metaphors of divine protection, that God has done this. And he tells about the trouble he was in, in kind of some general terms. And then we hear him pray for help. Now, in the days to come, we will hear God's reply and him coming to assist and the victory and all that kind of stuff. But today, we just have this description, this very graphic description of David's problem, and then praying for God to help. It's got a very long title. So here is Psalm 18, 1 through 6. Praise for deliverance for the choir director of the servant of the Lord, David, who spoke the words of this song to the Lord on the day the Lord rescued him from the grasp of all his enemies and from the power of Saul. He said, I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God, my rock, where I seek refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I called to the Lord who is worthy of praise and I was saved from my enemies. Lord, we love you also. You are our strength, our rock, our fortress, and our deliverer. 
our strength, our rock, our fortress, and our deliverer, just like you were for David. We may not be up against Saul and armies and our king, but there are battles that we face, whether those are personal battles, physical battles, spiritual battles, we face them. And you are our rock, our fortress, and our deliverer. You are where we should be seeking refuge. You are our shield and the horn of our salvation, our stronghold. Lord, we call to you who are worthy of praise and expect you to save us from our enemies. David describes his trouble as this. The ropes of death were wrapped around me. The torrents of destruction terrified me. The ropes of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. I called to the Lord in my distress, and I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice, and my cry to him has reached his ears. Lord, those are pretty graphic descriptions. Ropes of death wrapped around us, torrents of destruction terrified David. We get scared here too. We get into trouble. And while David's may have been more physically true, isn't the word I'm looking for, but a physical reality, this may have been a physical reality for him. It is a definitely a spiritual reality for us that the ropes of death can be wrapped around us. Torrents of destructions can terrify us. The ropes of hell entangle us and the snares of death confront us. But we can call to you in our distress. We can cry to you for help, and from your temple, you hear us. You hear our voice, and our cries reach your ears. So grateful that you are a God who listens and who hears. In Jesus' name, amen. In the next portion of our time together, we are praying for ourselves. And this week, we are praying for our mouths, for our tongue. All of us, every single one of us, has trouble at times controlling our tongue. And the word says in Matthew 26, 36, I posted this verse this morning. It's our first verse to pray through. Matthew 26, 36, I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word that they speak. And that's why we are doing these prayers today, this week. We are focusing on our mouths. We'll also be in Ephesians 4, 29 and Proverbs 15, 1, but let's pray the first verse first. Lord, you tell us on the day of judgment that people will give account for every careless word that we speak. I ask you in this time, this week, and even when we're not together, that you would teach us what it means to control our mouths, guide us and help us in seeing the times that we don't turn our hearts to repentance when we do and teach us to not speak carelessly. We're going to be judged by the careless words that we speak and we speak so carelessly. We type carelessly, we speak carelessly, we speak out of emotion, out of anger, out of tiredness, we speak out of so many things, but what we should be speaking out of is love and intent. So help us to not speak carelessly. Ephesians 4.29 says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Lord, this verse is convicting also. We do let corrupting talk come out of our mouths, but keep us from that. Lord, keep us from corrupting talk. Only let the things come out that are good for building each other up, that gives grace to those that we are speaking to. I can't even imagine if all that I speak would only be building people up, would only be full of grace. But Lord, that's what I want. That's what you've said. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. It's not like a suggestion or... It would be great if, but it's pretty much seems like a command. Don't let this happen. 
So I ask to make our speech only good for building up, only giving grace to those who hear. Proverbs 15.1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Lord, teach us how to use soft words. It's not necessarily quiet words, but soft. I think of gentle when I think of soft, not harsh, not strident, not hurtful. A soft word feels good, and it can turn away wrath. A harsh word stirs up anger. Lord, all of us can look back in our lives and see times when we have used harsh words and it has stirred up anger. It stirs up anger in our own hearts, not even just the hearts of the others that we're speaking to. But instead, let us approach all of the times when we could speak harshly, when we want to speak harshly, and let us choose soft words instead. In Jesus' name, amen. Last section, y'all. We are praying for our culture. And the last few weeks, last three or four weeks, we've been praying about racism. We're going to take a short break from that. We may come back to it. But for this week, I posted something and I actually sent it out in my email again this morning. Uh, It was a word from Pastor Stephen Furtick about being tired and sitting down in the presence of God. And there was such an overwhelming response both to his original video and when I posted it on my page. People are just tired right now. 2020 has been a difficult year. We're halfway through. But it's been hard. It's been hard and people are tired. And I think that we need, as a culture, we need a rest. We need a refreshment. I don't know that we're necessarily going to get the kind of rest where all the things stop. I don't think that's what's going to happen. But nothing stops in our lives when we need rest either. And yet we are supposed to take rest. We are supposed to have a Sabbath day, Sunday or whatever day it is for you. We are supposed to observe a Sabbath. Our culture can get rest in the midst of trials as well. And so that's what we're praying for this week. It seems kind of an odd thing to request when there are so many important things going on that we would have rest. But how are we going to deal with important things long term if we aren't coming from a place of rest? From exhaustion doesn't ever do anyone any good. So that's what we're focusing on this week. Today we have three scriptures. It's going to be Philippians 4.19. Psalm 23.3 and Jeremiah 31.25. Probably all of these are going to be familiar scriptures to you. So let's go ahead and start. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Lord, I'm bringing you the need for rest, for refreshment, for renewal, both in our own hearts, our own lives, in our communities, in our culture. We need the refreshment that comes from you according to the riches that we have in glory in Christ Jesus. This is the kind of refreshment that I'm asking for for our culture. Not looking for just rest and vacations. I'm not looking for when we just binge on Netflix because we need distraction. I'm not looking for distraction, rest from thinking about our issues. I'm looking for the rest that comes from Christ, that you will supply in your riches and glory. We have a need in our culture for rest. We have a need in our own lives for refreshment. And I pray that you would supply those in Christ. Psalm 23.3 says, He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Lord, you are the one that restores us. You restore our souls. You can do that as a nation. You can restore the soul of your people. You can restore the souls of those who don't even know you. Bring them to you, Father. Bring them to you for restoration. You lead us in paths of righteousness. And that's what I ask today as well, that you would lead us in paths of righteousness because there our soul will find rest. And you do this for your own name's sake. Lord, let 
there be glory for your name in our lives, in our pursuit of righteousness and rest. Jeremiah 31.25 says, For I will satisfy the weary, and every languishing soul I will replenish. Lord, we are weary. There is weariness in our communities and in our nations and in our own lives. Weary is different just than being sleepy. We are weary, and you will satisfy those. You will satisfy the soul of the weary, and every languishing soul you will replenish. And I ask you for that. I ask you for you to satisfy our souls and replenish our souls. In Jesus' name, amen. That's all for today, y'all. Thank you so much for joining me. I will be back again tomorrow with another episode in my heart as we pray together, as we gather each day for prayer, is that we would all grow in our prayer lives, that God would use this time to speak into your own heart, speak into your own circumstances as he does with mine each day, and that he would answer these prayers in a mighty way. But most of all, my prayer is that you would get to know deeper and more fully the God who gave us these words that we are praying each day. Amen. Amen.